Hey, what's up? This is your girl Nala right here in the den on Power 904. Listen, some people know me as a host, a publicist, a promoter, or even the girl who pops up as a friend on your social media timeline. But at the end of the day, I am really a girl on a mission to help you grow and expand your brand just as I did mine. I never said I had all the answers, but I will go out of my way to help make your brand be exposed as big as mine. My goal isn't to be famous. My goal is to reach, build, and expand with you. Don't play with me. So I don't really do a whole lot of stuff per se, but I do a whole lot of stuff if that makes sense to you. So um, I pretty much do what I want to do when I want to do it. But um, my side gig, I like to call it my side gig. Uh, I go around and I um, talk to people and give them interviews on what Wounded Warrior Project is and um, how you can go on their page. And if you're wounded, you go in there and become an alumni of Wounded Warrior Project. So what I do is I'm on what they call a national campaign team, and I go around and I um, do commercials for them. And um, and I, I keep saying for them, but actually it's for me too because I am a wounded warrior. I am a wounded warrior. So um, I do it for myself too, and I I do um, keynote speaking for them and just spe- all around speaking engagements. Okay. So what branch was you? I was in the best branch, the army. Yeah. <laughs> my dad was an E7. He passed away. Rest oh, in peace. But yes. Yeah, it's the, yeah, I'm a military brat. Oh, okay. So, I want to know from the female side, what is it like to be in the military as a female? Um, I don't think it was difficult for me being in the military as a female. I think what difficulties came apart for me would be after I came home from Iraq. Okay. Um, because after I came home, the, the United States Army was my side job. Okay. Like I was a reservist. I worked for New York City Transit. I drove a city bus for a living in New York. And so being in the military was something I always wanted to do. So that was like my second job, my side hustle. Okay. Um, never thought that I would go to a war. And so, you know, I got orders and I went to a war. But I never really experienced for me any real difference in the military being a female you know not nothing major right what the difference for me um the problems i should say that i encountered was when i came home and you know and people say oh you was in you was in a war you're a female they don't let women you know they don't let women on the front line which is that's false information because i am a living witness you know i was the 50 cal gun on the back of a gun truck in the middle of a war um, <laughs> so um, that right there is a misconception. I think a lot of people, you know, when they see me too, they go, oh, and a lot of people, your viewers are going to say, this ain't veteran, what's wrong with her? You know, there's a such thing as invisible wounds, and I am one of those people, one of those soldiers that have invisible wounds. I have PTSD, which is post-traumatic stress disorder, and I have TBI, which is I had a traumatic brain injury, and I have other things that are wrong, and, you know, the difficult part for me, all of that was um, when I came home, transitioning from Sergeant Crutch to Lisa. That took years, 
years and years, and that's why I'm here, to, you know, able to sit here and do interviews, and I owe that to Wounded Warrior Project. Because and I'm glad you said invisible wounds because we're focusing on mental health, but from now into the month of May, we're doing a 24-hour thing with mental health. Um, invisible wounds are very important. Yes. I am a product of a military um you know with my father so i still experienced some of the things that he went through just from coming home and exactly. having to transition from being a dad to going back exactly. to the military. so what are some of the things that helped you get over that situation i don't think i'm over it i think i've learned how to adjust um like I said, the difficult part was transitioning from Sergeant Crutch to Lisa, because I can go from Lisa to Sergeant Crutch very easily, but the transition for me took years, and I'm talking about nine, ten years. Um, one...
if we had someone to sit down with us and explain to us, you know, just how grateful as a country that we are, you know, we have these people like us, so we go and, you know, we didn't, you know, we saw the dotted line, so, you know, we went out and fighting for a war for our freedom so we can continue to love these luxuries that we don't ex we don't think they're luxuries. Yeah. We don't think running water is what luxury. It's a luxury. And my house was kind of divided because my mom came from the money side. So it was, if I give you money, everything going to be okay. But my dad taught me the value of things. So I took things a little more serious. And yes. people were like, why are you always so serious? And it's like, because that meant something to me. You know, just down to the littlest teddy bear. Like, yeah. you know, the fur on the, on the teddy bear. Or how did they make this? Yeah. Like, stuff like that. He taught me that side. So my mom was like, oh, I want you to be crazy. And I'm like, no, I'm not crazy. <laughs> you know, so talking to people, especially like you said, invisible wounds and understanding that that we still go through stuff too, like, you just can't see it. But this stuff was instilled in me, you know, and right, I feel kind right, of tortured, right. you know, like, why do, why am I like this? Or why do people do this to me? But it's, it's life. Right. There's <laughs> nothing exactly. wrong with me, you know? <laughs> so, yes. Okay, so you said the wound of warriors. So what have no, you experienced? Wounded, wounded warriors. Wounded warriors. Yes, ma'am. So what have you experienced with working with others like you in this field? When you say working with others, what do you mean working with Have you, like, you said you interview them as well? Well, no, no, no. I don't interview who the warriors. They interview you. No, ma'am. People, people um, interview me, like yourself, like um, TV, television station, okay, like okay. Inside Edition. So I was on Inside Edition. Um, I, they flew me to California, and I went to Inside Edition um, and spoke um, did an interview and they was asking me questions similar to what you're asking me. Uh, it's about Wounded Warrior Project. So, okay. and it's just, um, you know, we send, well, they, Wounded Warrior Project, send different warriors like myself on a campaign team to different places like Drew Barrymore show. Um, oh, so they send you guys out. Yes, yeah, because who better to send out to talk? So, see, this is my thing I always tell people when they say, you, you do a lot of speaking engagements, you talk. Who better to talk about me than me? Nobody knows me better than me. And one thing about when you're talking about yourself, the story is consistent. It's not going to change. Right. Me being in Iraq in 2004, the story that I tell you is never going to change because that's what happened to me. That's what happened. So who better to tell you that? Who better for you to get at least to draw you into the conversation so you could feel a little bit of what I think I may have felt then? Who better to do that other than the person who experienced it? So they send us out. Well, they don't send us. I shouldn't say that. They they ask us, or it depends on what the conversation will be and who we're going to be speaking with or who's going to be interviewing us. They decide who you know will go. Um, so you know we do a lot of things for you know donor dollars. So you know they've helped me. They sent me to different programs so that I can sit in front of you. Like I was locked in my house for a long time. I wouldn't come out. Yeah. When the word project, you know they sent me. You know reluctantly I didn't want to go, but you know gratefully I went. And um, these programs, you know. Only reason why I was able to go and a lot of other soldiers is because of donor dollars, people that donated. So we go with, with that in mind and hopefully someone will hear my story and they'll want to donate money to Wounded Warrior Project. So um, we went on, well I was one of the people who went on um, Family Feud um, with Steve Harvey. Um, so it was Wounded Warriors against the male Wounded Warriors against the female Wounded Warriors. I'm not going to tell you how you guys watch it. But we had so much fun. Steve Harvey was so gracious to us and, you know, only one side can win. But 
because we were playing men warriors against women, it didn't matter because whoever won, you know, the money was being donated to the Warrior Project. And um, the family feud and Steve Harvey was gracious enough, instead of just giving 20000 they gave, they donated 40000 so where would people go to donate, or how do they get to You can donate? go to Wounded Warrior Project, um, .org or .com. You just Google it, or you can look it up on um, the Internet. And when you scroll on there, you might see a picture of me. <laughs> but it has a donate button. But before you even donate, I, I advise everybody to just do their research. You know, go look into it. And, you know, and I'm a living witness that Wounded Warrior Project has done so much for me. Um, so much so that if I, could, if I could actually stand on the corner and handshake, Personally, every person that ever donated money, and I'm sorry, I get emotional when I talk about it because Wounded well, Warrior Project has done so much for me in my life that if they never do anything else for me, ever, what they've done for me thus far will sustain me for a lifetime. They've, they've helped me, like, in ways that, you know, it's hard to explain. And it's, but it's, 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 you know, crazy, and it's okay to get emotional because being in the military or in the army, you guys give so much yes. of us that we don't see. Yeah. So for people to just want to give back, you know, that that that's amazing. Yeah. So that was gonna be one of my next questions to you. Like, is there ever a time that you're speaking that it makes it difficult for you to speak? But you every every time I you know, every time I have to speak, I'm a little nervous. But once I get up there and start talking, I'm fine because I'm just talking about myself. Right. So. It's you. It's you, it's you. I'm honored to even have this interview. Um, if there's anything else that you want to tell us, or if you can leave us with three things today with being who you are and standing for who you are, what would it be? Three things about me that I can leave for you today is that um, I'm still growing. I'm still growing. I'm still learning. And... Um, Right now, this particular moment, I just want, I'm just proud of my kids, and I'm proud of Tiara. I'm here, but my God, I'm just proud of them. I know um, God has blessed me with four amazing children, and that's what I would leave you with. Even if you don't think they're doing well, always big up your children because that that that's your legacy, and, and I'm always going to make sure my kids know that they're always going to be number one. I'm their number one cheerleader, and it's hard because I have four, but I'm cheering on all of them always. So yeah, always, always bless and tell your kids how much you love them, and, and you know, always be their best cheerleader. That's what I believe. With. Always, 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 because at the end of the day, you know, family is everything to me. And when I say family, I don't just mean my kids, and I mean family, my military family. I mean family, you know, everybody. Family is everything. Right. Everything, and, and if you continue to live, you know, another year or two, you know, always remember that, you know, happiness and family and peace of mind is important. It's important. But thank you, Miss Lisa, for sitting down with me today and um, sharing your story. It will be um, flashed everywhere. We got on our radar, Power 904, and of course, you're in the zone with me. <laughs> so, you guys, I appreciate you. Um, where can they follow you at or find you if they want to read about what you're doing? Well, I Google very well, so you can Google um, Lisa Crutch. Um, I have an Instagram account, Sergeant Lisa A. Crutch, and I'm on Facebook, just plain on Lisa Crutch. But uh, you can Google me, I Google very well. All right, guys, you heard it here first, right here in the den with me at the casting call with RDB.
Because think about it. For the last three years, we done had so many young black men die for no reason because they looked at somebody wrong or they called somebody a name, a name in the kill. Right. That still come from their mom sitting in the mirror. Why did she get dressed to go out? I bet you, bitch, for here. I want to fuck niggas. <laughs> so they get conversation. Yes. Yeah. And they imitate when they get older, they so sensitive. They don't know how to take mm-hmm. no. They don't know how to say, oh, bro, you a pussy ass nigga. Oh, fuck, I'm gonna kill this nigga. Mm-hmm. Now you're in jail and you a real bitch when you go to jail because they fucking you in jail. <laughs> what we gonna do with him, y'all? I'm, I'm being honest. But you be honest. It's funny, but it's not funny because it's true. Because I know that it's true, you know, and it's not funny because this is how y'all need to stop doing y'all people. Because yes. <laughs> we gotta deal with this, and like he said, he working in the school and he's dealing with kids like this every day. Every day. So it's sad. It's sad. Y'all we gotta stop. We gotta stop. Yes, you gotta. The parents stop trying to be the friend and be a parent. Mm-hmm. I'm not my daughter's friend. I don't treat her like she's my friend. None of that. She gets back Man, she get wrong. I tell that ass out the frame. <laughs> listen, listen, y'all. Listen. Listen. So tell us something about Mr. Dixon that we don't know. We all know you do. That's what you well known for. So tell us something that we don't know. Um, I'm an inverter. Oh. I don't like people. I don't oh. Only time I be around people is like if I'm doing an event like that. Other than that, I don't want to be around nobody. I like being home, chilling, relaxing, watching my movies, and playing with my little girlfriends. Oh. All my little girlfriends, loading them up, playing with them, cleaning them up, and when they get ready to talk, you know, I talk real big noise. You know what I'm saying? That's different. That's different. But okay. I'm an introvert too, so I understand. Yes. Like, here by my life, my kids are quiet, I'm about to turn the phone off every night. And most people know when I get in the front of the camera, I go be small, always. Yes. Always. Yes. Always. I don't give a fuck who we, 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 we see, we see, we see this side of you. We see this side we of you. Like, this shit built, I'm built for this shit. You built, you, you trying me? I know. I'm still here. <laughs> I'm still here. I'm still here. I'm still here. Yes, yes, but the hardest thing for me to do with that was tell people no because I felt like I was hurt. People mm-hmm. were leaving people in the thing, but I didn't realize that I had to think about myself, so that's why it took me. And that's another factor of people. That's where the mental health comes in. You don't have to say no. And as long as you don't have to say no, you put yourself in a situation you don't need to be in. And now, the manifest in your life is not going forward because you don't know how to say no, no, no. Now you pull it this way, this way, this way, this way. You say now you sitting at home like, now what the fuck do? I want to kill myself because right. I can't take all this shit. I I got to deal with this. I got to go to work. I got to deal with this. I got this move. I got this to move. This move. And you don't want to sit down and say no. And that's true. And that's why I find myself drinking alcohol a lot. You know, and people always took that as, oh, she grown, she grown. No, I'm dealing with all this crap, you know, and not having nobody to talk to about it. And that's how I would do it. So me drinking alcohol and ending up in situations that I shouldn't have been in was my way of dealing with my issues. But now that I'm evolving and being around the right people, I find myself less having to want to go to a bottle or, you know, whatever makes us just enjoy me a social time. And, and a lot of people don't have to take no. 
That wouldn't make you come in. No, no. I am not doing that. You've been telling me no millions of times. Yes, right. <laughs> no. Okay, okay. So if you could leave us with three things today, what would it be? Three things of life? Yes, motivation. Take care of your health. That's the main thing. Detox. 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 I'm 52 years old. Hey, I'm in better health than how many people you met because I love the detox. I put myself in a place that when I go home from work, I detox my mind, my body, because I get to myself, I don't be around people. I shut down like everybody like I don't want to be talking to nobody. I'm gonna take that nap. You said everything out, then I get up and do my other part of my job, like what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna I probably go out there find my drone. I'll go to the shooting range. You know what I'm saying? You got, what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a <not> king, bro. That's what they Oh, wow. Okay. I take my nap because, okay. like, uh, most person got a lot of stuff on their plate. Right. And if you can't shut down that plate, guess what? You get more food on your plate and you just eating and eating and nothing coming off the plate. Mm-hmm. No, I'm talking about you just eating. Like, why am I not getting full? Because you're not. Take the, put that plate to the side, I'm gonna rest. I'm gonna put my mind in the middle thought that I'm being relaxed. Most people I tell them, go take a long shower, uh, sit in the tub, and just relax your mind and take your mind from the, your working day. When you get home from work, you should not worry about work. Shut that shit off. You know what I'm saying? And keep it like that. And that's how I, that's how I function. And that's how I can get up and be like, man, fuck this. I'm happy. I wake up. Like, I wake up. Like, yeah, you do. Big. You have a lot of energy. I wake up. Yeah, the big 52. Don't power down. Yeah. I'm 52 years old. Think about it. <laughs> okay, okay. Most people, 52 years old, got a big ass and good. I used to drink from the age of 18 to 40, so I used to drink heavily. Ran the streets heavily. You know, God, but God do stuff in your life to change how you look at life. Okay. But that's the first thing. Take care of health. What's the second thing? Put people around you that you can build with. Mm-hmm. That sometimes you can be sentimental. Mm-hmm. Sentimental to it. Like you can just get like, man, I'm going through this person. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people don't have that. Mm-hmm. I don't have that because I go to my gun for my sentimental thought. I go to a shoe range. And every time I'm going to kill this motherfucker. Next time you say something to me, I'm going to shoot that paper. And then when I leave, I don't even think about it. You don't think about it. Okay, okay. And what's the third thing? Love yourself. And if you don't love yourself, how can you love somebody else? And that's the fact. If I don't love him, then that ain't the you know, you gotta love yourself. Like, no matter if you don't feel like loving yourself, get up like, damn, boy, you look good. Even though you're the problem, look good to everybody else. Look good to yourself. Saying that's what a lot of people fuck up in life because they trying to look good for everybody else. So, and then you come with the trend. Now you the trend with everybody else trend. You looking like everybody else. You're not being yourself. Okay. You know, I be myself every day. Yeah, you're really new. Everything. Don't if, I, if I don't want to cut my hair, I ain't cutting it. If I want to look outside and look crazy, I'm looking crazy. It's called a house. But you still the same person. If you come ask me a question, I'm going to give you the question you want. If you ask me a stupid answer, I'm going to give you a stupid ass question and make you realize that I'm just asking me a stupid ass question. <laughs> you did ask me a stupid ass question. I'm going to give you a stupid ass answer. No, I'm done. But you're right. That's, that's you. That's you. So tell the people where they can find you at. 
Go on Instagram, Pettyville 47. YouTube, Ghetto News 41, or Elvidence Studios. You go on Facebook, Elvidence Studios. Hey, I'm here. You can type in Pettyville 47 and then all that shit gonna pop up. Round down the mud shot. You know what I'm saying? Who I am. I don't, I really don't like messing with people. Like, why I don't like messing with people? Because, like, if I conversate with people, they feel like I like them. You like me? <laughs> you want my podcast? You like me? But you know what I mean. They, they take my yes, that's I, true, my true. conversation like I want to get at them more. <laughs> or I'm being weird. No, I just I just like doing photo shoots. I just like that's a that, job. No, it, it, to me it's not a job. It's it's the passion. Oh, I just love. That's deep. It's, I just love doing it. It ain't well. Oh, I gotta get this paper. I get this paper and shit. Okay, if I make money, I make money. If I don't. It's just the object. I, I'm doing what I want. The money don't come you the money. Yeah, I'm the money. I'm, I make the money. I, I am the money. Like, fucking with me, you fucking with the best. One of the best. And y'all see me today, y'all see. Okay, okay. And what's so crazy about it? If we would have never did our interview, I don't think she would be in the city. Because when I first met her, I'm going to drop the video for y'all to see. She was nervous as two fucks. Like, like she looking all at the ground and shit, looking at everybody. Yes, I had to spoon feed her ass to get it right. Like, you know, like, come on, come on, give it to me. Oh my god. Yeah, I just like to have fun with my interviews and stuff and stuff over there. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm helping somebody out. That's crazy. <laughs> yes, he can't help it, y'all. <laughs> he forgot, he forgot. All right, all right, all right. Well, you heard it here first, right here in the den with your girl, Nala, and I'm here with Mr. Denson. Make sure you guys go follow him. Make sure you guys keep up with everything that he's got, that he got going on. And if you want a photo shoot, make sure you hit him up. Before, before we leave, please, every black lady who have kids in their house, please go get y'all some weapons. Go get you a gun or something that y'all can protect yourself. Because at the end of the day, your kids and your life is more important. You can't pin on the police. You can't pin on your boyfriend. You can't pin on your daddy. You can't pin on your husband. You got to pin on yourself. Because 9 out of 10, they won't be there. Somebody kicking your front door. Or you're driving down the car, putting gas in your car. Anybody can run up on you. Get you a weapon and learn how to shoot. And I teach people how to shoot guns. I do that. I, I believe in that. I believe in protecting yourself at all costs. And anybody who know me, they know I keep that on me all the time. Ladies, please go get you a weapon to protect your family, your lifeline. And keep it up. Please. All right. Alright guys, you just tuned in with Nala for the third part of the casting call. We're right here with RDB and we got talent today. And I'm here with Chloe McKay. That's it. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about you and what you do. So I have been singing since I was two years old. I'm also an actress. I lead worship and I've been doing that for maybe um, three, four years now. And um, yeah, I'm just... A freshman in high school, have chorus going on, and um, all of, all that stuff. Okay. Okay. So that's where your passion comes from. Yes, you ma'am. Worship. Yes, ma'am. Yeah, it's very powerful. Can mm -hmm. tell you that anointing, something is on you. I'm over here. I'm just Praise like, what? I just want to stop the interview. Like, what's going on over there? <laughs> yes. Okay. So, how does it feel to be in high school and be as powerful as you is? Oh wow! Thank you. That means so much. It feels. It feels very 
like such a blessing. I I feel like I don't deserve it, but I know that whatever God has given me, He has given me to use to bless others and give people joy. So whatever I do, it's for that purpose. And um, you know, I just I just go through life like any other person. We all have our own problems. We all have our own struggles. But I think my passion, singing and acting. I think those are really good outlets in order for me to um, let out all the things that I'm struggling with. Therapy. That's yeah. Music is therapy. Yeah, music yes. is really yes. So what has been your biggest obstacle to lead into where you're at right now? An obstacle? Um, maybe I, f I feel like it might just be my age or um, the place that I live in because I feel like there might not be many outlets where I can expose myself. So that might be one thing that I feel like is a big obstacle right now. You know what my biggest obstacle was in high school? My biggest obstacle was being the only black girl in the children's squad. Wow. So I had a lot of issues to fight through mentally. I lost my dad. I was struggling with so much stuff and I didn't I didn't know how to get through it. But like you said, you know, God God has brought us to so many things and we don't think we deserve it. Like I've been through the worst and it's like I get picked up and picked up and I'm like, Why are you still choosing me? <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> like why? You know, and, and now you know that I've found my purpose and I feel like I'm at a place in life where He's just taking off, and I just gave him, like, you know, give him your life completely. You just let it go, because you get tired of fighting and going back and forth. So, this is part of Nala, you know, this is my alter ego. So, yes, so, you know, that was my biggest, biggest struggle as a kid. And I just felt like I didn't, I, I lost a lot of people my color as friends. And, you know, began to hang with a lot of uh, white people as well because I felt like that was the only people that would accept me at that time. So, you know, when I graduated, trying to go back home and mend things with people is still the same. And I'm just like, God told me not to come back here. So I came back to Jacksonville and I'm here. Wow, so that is yes. amazing. So we all have stories, yes. you know, and awesome. we're here for a reason. So what is your goal? With your purpose my goal like I said is to bless others with my voice because God has given it to me for a reason and um, I can't let it go, go to waste you know um, we are made to live life with other people so since we've been given all of these different talents and um, interests we can all come together and um, build community through those things and Really, that's that's just it. Is to be a blessing to others. So, if you could leave me with three things today, what would it be and why? Three things. Three things. Important. Things. Three important things. Oh yes. First of all, Jesus loves you. God loves you so much, and He has a huge plan for your life if you just allow Him to help you and um, take care of you, because that's what He's there for. He loves you so much. Second thing is. If you have gifts, if you have talents and interests that you know you've been blessed with and that you know you um, have a purpose in that, expound on that and don't let it go to waste. Don't, um, don't be afraid. Um, don't be afraid of rejection or um, fear of just other people's opinions. It really doesn't matter what they think. If you know what you're supposed to be doing, you do it. 
no matter what gets in the way. And the third thing is you love people. Love everyone around you. Love yourself. Very tough. Very tough. It doesn't matter who they are. Everyone is deserving of love, and we are all made in the image of God. And um, yeah, we're made. This life is made to do community with others. So you do that. That's amazing, Chloe. I don't know what to say after that, but if we <laughs> want to look you up and we want to follow you on your talent throughout the next couple of years, where can we find you at? I do have an Instagram. I think that's the only social media that I have. So my Instagram is at it's Chloe McKay, I-T-S-C-H-L-O-E-M-C-K-A-Y. And there you'll find um, acting things that I've done and my headshots and whatever else that you need from me. So, yeah, that's Trombone, when I was younger, um, 
you know, just getting the amateur, just getting the amateur, making sure I have the right, you know, the, uh, and, you know, my, my father told me when you play, I'll make sure you play from your heart. Sometimes we get stuck on the notes, A, B, C, E, M, G, you know, all the boys, that's fine. Yeah, it makes it, but if your heart it's is like not in it, yeah, if your heart is not in it, you won't clash. It's like, I mean, your, your nerves going to get in there, and it's like, you just got to go from your heart because people will feel what's coming from the heart. Right. That's the heart, the heart. Okay, so we're focused on mental health right here with oh, um, Power 904. We've been yeah. talking about it a lot more, you know. Um, I've been getting that people don't talk about it. And I was one of those people, you know, you're either crazy or something wrong with you, you know. Yeah. And it's like, it's not wrong with me. Maybe I just got some issues that I need to talk about. And we're, we hold that in. So um, it was hard for me to speak about my life and things mm -hmm. that I went through because I felt like I would be judged. So how do you feel about mental health? It's it's interesting because uh, it's important. I got shared now. I shared a poem and I did a poem. Imagine being married uh, ten years, two kids, go to work for six thirty, get home, everything's gone. And I went through a season where, um, but the poem was I had some college students ask me, or the poetry was, I had some college students ask me, how do you stay young and free? As they waited, this is what I stated. You gotta stop being so emotionally constipated. You have to release the past like gas, but don't forget the mask because it's toxic like waste, but don't waste time for time waste for knowing. You gotta learn how to love, laugh, and live free, but how can you live free if you can't even see because of the toxic cloud that was blinding me? I couldn't see that who the sun is that free was really free indeed. So follow me as I follow God's lead. And the reason why I share that because when I went through that season, and I forgave it, that was the only way I could live free. I had to release that, but I had to admit that I was hurt. You know what I'm saying? But I went into a cave. I almost wanted to kill myself. You know what I'm saying? I went to a place where, um, like I said, I was always in there hiding from life. You know what I'm saying? Mentally, you one thing a person don't want to be alone because they hear the echoes of the conversation. They hear their own voices. You know what I'm saying? So that mental health issue was really um, on me. Like I said, I was dealing with a lot of stuff and I wasn't talking about it. But the moment I started sharing with people what I went through, I started releasing that, that gas. Bit by bit. Bit by bit. <laughs> and bringing healing to people. My dad always said, a person don't care to know what you know until they know how much you care. I don't know who quoted that, but you know what I'm saying? It's when you at first admitted that you have something going on. Right. You forgive yourself, you forgive the other person. Because that's gonna free some of the some of the mental anguish that's bringing on the you know the poor health from your mental state. And it took me a minute, but it was me pouring out to other people. And as I talked to them, they'll just immediately start talking to me about their issues. Right. And it's like yeah. it's a wounded person, you're a wounded person. Or a healed person can recognize a wounded person because they was wounded. So my thing is if you are in a mental place where you can't think, can't Focus. Talk to talk to yourself. Encourage yourself. Yeah. I ain't trying to read the church, but encourage yourself. Um, admit to the fact that okay, I went through this, but I can get through this. You know what I'm saying? I went right. through it. I'm not stuck in it. You know what I'm saying? And the other thing is, um, again, talk to somebody. Right. And be open. Be open to a conversation because sometimes we close people off. And I said a lot of times that the same wall that we build to keep people out. From breaking, the, hurting our heart is the same wall that's gonna block somebody from helping you. So. Right, that's deep. That's really, yeah. really deep. My story was I lost my dad when I was um, a young 
my kid, but it, it took me forever to get through it mm -hmm. because I was the only child. So I didn't have sisters or brothers oh, to wow. share that with, you wow. know what I'm saying? And my mom was always at work. So I tried to cover myself with, with sports and, and, you know, dances and doing things, but it still didn't help because people's parents were showing up and my dad wasn't there. So I carried that for so long. I was angry, mad. So I was probably about 16 or 17. I just released it like two or three years ago to be free. Um, people kept telling me, you know, you need to just let it go. And I'm like, how do you just let that go? Like that was my dad, you know? So, but um, as I began to release it, I saw like a cloud removed from over my life. And then I began to blossom and that's why I started my podcast because I felt like I needed to talk and I used this to talk about things and share with people and allow other people to share with me and it helps me day by day. It's like it helps me to get on Yeah, so, okay. So, all right, all right. So, if you can leave us with three things today, what would it be a while? Oh, wow. Three things? Three important things. Of motivation. Oh my God. <laughs> One thing is, there's power in your sound. Meaning, a lot of times when people sing, speak, dance, whatever, they think the sound is coming from the instrument. But you are the instrument. And God is giving you a sound that when you walk into a room, somebody will be healed, delivered, and set free. Or the atmosphere will shift. Meaning, you want you walk into a room and everybody get quiet. You think they're talking about you. No, it's the sound of your life that, you know what I'm saying? That sounding on your life, like all the people that's out there, they have different talents that's going forth. But you have a talent that's distinct, a sound that's distinct that God has made you. So, um, number one is to find your sound, know your sound, and not be afraid to share your sound. Um, number two, um, you know, I believe that, you know, um, now is the time and the season for you to walk in who you are. Blindfolded or not, walk in faith. You know what I'm saying? Because as you walk, God is gonna draw the right people to help you with your purpose, your destiny, and everything else. So, you know what I'm saying? Begin to, you know, just just go out, even though it, it might not make sense. God's gonna see your help. So just go for it. And the last thing is, um, um, get your relationship with God right. And it's not it's not a scripture thing. It's not a spiritual thing. But get your relationship with God because. Um, you have to have a firm foundation and you're going to have a lot of things from a lot of people talking to your ears you're going to see a lot of things with your eyes but you got to hear the voice of God that's going to tell you to stop that's going to tell you when to go right when to go left and when I say you're going to go to the right doors if you seek me first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness when you go into the stuff that she went through when you go through the stuff I went through if you know we pray you don't but you know what I'm saying if you go through a situation that may seem difficult you can hear God say, stop. That person ain't right from you. That person ain't, it's a spirit of discernment. But when you see God, he's going to give you an answer, every answer. You and he do, and he do. And I used to be so blinded to that. I would just keep doing it till I was stupid. And I used to be like, God said, dude, don't just, don't be stupid though. You know, it was to the point where I would take doing for people to the limit. I felt like if I said no, I would feel guilty or whatever. Yeah, you know, and I just felt like I had to do it to a place where I wasn't even able to take care of myself. But once I actually started listening and, and doing meditation for myself in the mornings mm -hmm. and putting my life in order, 
things began to come and people that wasn't supposed to be there just started falling off and I felt bad like they were supposed to be here from the collapse yeah but it was like they're not supposed to be on this journey and that's why he's putting you in certain situations because these people gotta go because some people the dream snatchers dream killers and leeches and we stayed trying to hold on because we feel obligated. <laughs> yes. Because we feel like we need their approval. I'm talking and I'm preaching to the choir. Right yes. Now. You know right. what I'm saying? But let it go. That will keep you frozen. Those people who don't belong will keep you frozen like the movie. So let it go. <laughs> let it go. Let it go. I'm sorry. All right. I like. I like. All right. So tell the people where we can find you at. Oh my God! Look at my radio voice on. Um, you can find me on uh, Facebook at Strother G Davis the Fourth. That's S T R O T H E R G Davis the Fourth I V. And uh, um, Instagram is Strother uh, Smooth Stone Davis the Fourth. That's Strother Smooth Stone Davis the Fourth. That's uh, I G. As well as uh, Twitter. I mean TikTok, <laughs> uh, YouTube. Strother Davis. That's like S T R other. You know what I'm saying? Davis. I was saying it in my head. S T R other. Yeah, S T R other. Somebody like Strother, no, Strother, but you know. But you know, you can find me and all. If you put in Strother Davis, it's gonna come up. It was four of us, but I only one up, so yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Carrying along those stories. That's it to the fourth generation. Yeah. I gotta keep it going, you know what I'm saying? My daughter. My daughter, my daughter, my daughter's um, 17, my son's 21. They both get ready to go to full sale. So. That's awesome. Yeah, so. Well, congrats. Thank you. But well, thanks for stopping through the end and here with us with Power 904. We will be following you and looking more from you, and we hope to be networking with you. Absolutely. Okay. Thank you so much. No problem. Let's see who's next. Yeah. We live, baby. We live, girl. <laughs> <laughs> it's a new one coming out there. <laughs> Right, right. It, 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 it takes a lot more. It takes a lot more than you would expect, but I kind of 
we we kind of already are used to the type of workload that we have, so it was easy for us to just keep climbing more and more. So it was just inevitable. By the way, we're actually engaged too, so that's.
if you you know not there, it's, it's, it's it can be a little different because one person may be there and the other person may not be, and you may be and you may end up deterring them from their dream because you don't understand that right. it's not about you, it's about us. Like right. I'm grinding for us, she's right. grinding for us. So whether she's on a Jaden commercial or um, I'm on HBO, the DJ, I was a DJ on HBO, Ooh. rap shit by the way. <laughs> so whether I'm on rap shit or on, the, on the front screen and whatever we're on, like it's it's inevitably about the brand and, and us as a family and we, we bring back together. So. Yeah. And I just got on that. The past two years, my biggest mm-hmm. thing was saying no. Like, I always felt guilty for telling people no or, you know, I would feel bad or, you know, and sacrifice everything I got for them and then I'm left with nothing. But once I moved to Jacksonville, that was my focus. I'm like, it's me. Right. Me, 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 me. All capital letters. Like, I, it's not that I don't love you. It's not that I don't care about you. But I can't. Focus. I, yes, yeah. and that's what helped me continue to build my brand. So that was very educational and much needed to hear from you guys. Yeah, you know, sorry. <laughs> you gotta stay steadfast, and you gotta know what you're supposed to. Be. You gotta know your mission. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing that people they fail to realize is, and they think you gotta know the mission. If you, everything in your life should revolve around whatever it is that you want to do, whether it be music or you want to be a model or you want to be a radio personality. Me personally, as a kid, I knew that I was gonna be an artist. So I used to watch TV and say they always busy. So I need to make sure I'm always busy. So when I get there, I, I'm used to it. I'm, I'm already conditioned for it. So I was in band. I was in. Uh, I did sports. I did all these extra activities and boys and girls club and all, whatever I could do wow. to not stay home. <laughs> for one, hey, to not stay home, and that was my escape. And yeah. So, um, but my dad played professional football. I'm very really So you're used to the busy life. life. Yeah, yeah. You're used to the busy life. She, she's a pageant queen. So I mean, we oh. we. <laughs> We in our right. We we grind. So I mean, right. we understand each other's grind. Like it, it's last year for for example, to me was one of my best birthdays I ever had. And just to see your dream open up to me is that this right. is impossible. So it, for an impossible dream, nobody has a step one, step two, step three. This ain't the university you go to. So to have a dream and see that your dream fruition into something prosperous, and you can say, I'm to Puerto Rico. For my with my dream, like I had a whole yeah. island to myself for my birthday because because of my dream. Right, like, that's stuff that it's like the stuff you can you reward like, yourself with, but you gotta work to it's get still it. still work. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Even yeah. I feel like even when you know we're not working, we're still working because yeah. you know you always have to continue building, you always have to continue growing. So if you stay stagnant, you're not working, you're not growing. You know, so and just staying consistent and staying, you know, I'm talking about that. Right. Um, we're focused on mental health. We we started uh talking about mental health. We was off and on with it for a little bit, but we've been coming in contact with more and more people and building support within each other as building our brands because we struggle emotionally more oh, yeah. than anybody. Mm-hmm. You know, and people always thinking it's physical or we're crazy or you know, they don't like you said, they don't understand us. So you have to find people along your way to help you right. to keep you steadfast. And mm-hmm. how do you guys feel about mental health and what you guys go through? Um, I think, you know, everybody goes through some type of hardships at some time. Um, you know, it is very hard, especially like I said, when you're on the road a lot, you're not away from home, you know, you might feel alone or you might feel lonely, you might feel like you don't have anybody there, you know, you might feel like you have to put up a front all the time because, you know, you're in front of the media and you're in front of all these people where they see this, you know, perfect pageant queen or this perfect, you know, king of R&B or whatever the case may be. So, you know, it does obviously, you know, at times affect people, but 
back to what I said originally, self-care is so important. <laughs> like taking that time out to sit and say, you know, I am worthy, I am loved, no matter whether this person likes me or that person likes me, you know, as it just takes one person, you know, to appreciate you and love you and, and you know, everyone else in the room can hate you. But if that one person believes in you, you'll go far. That's all that that's all that you need. So I have my person. <laughs> so. I got my person, but right. it's not real. That's <laughs> my best friend. Yeah. Kind of saying on to the end of that, I feel like the first part of, of mental health is acknowledging the fact that there is a situation. I mean, right. no matter what it is, no matter how big or no, how small it is, it's just acknowledging so you know it's there. Don't right. ignore it. Don't act as if you know they just. You know what I mean? It's it's okay. At the end of the day, somebody, everybody has something. Nobody's perfect. So there's no need to feel as if you have to be perfect. Of course, some of us feel like we have, we're obligated to do so. I'm not gonna say no names, but me. but uh, <laughs> but it, it's it's all a part of it's all a part of life. So um, I've always looked at life as even though I may go through a trial and tribulation, it, it, there's somebody that might have been through something more harsh than I have. Mm -hmm. I, I haven't had the same upbringing, upbringing as most people, but I've had a different upbringing. And I know that I've had my own trials and tribulations in my own, so I can't look at somebody else and say, well, you, you haven't been through what I've been through, and I don't know whether you've been without lights, mm -hmm. without, without you food. Don't know so, you know, right. so, <laughs> so, one thing that I, I want to say is that as, as a community, I think communication is something that we should all strive to want to do because all it, all it takes is a, a misunderstanding because right. we didn't, we weren't raised together that you now you don't understand me and then now it's, a, it's something bigger than what it is. Yeah. So yeah, you just you just have to stay, stay, stay fast and just know your worth and just law of attraction is everything. So you just want to always make sure that you're attracting what, you, what you're expecting. Mm -hmm. So and then another thing why I say what I'm saying with mental health and stuff like I own um, I just, like I said, we just recently moved here. And I had to go through um, someone trying to rob me at gunpoint. Mm. I had my Gucci book bag on, and, and luckily it, the situation was resolved within, you know, the hour. But I got my stuff back, and, and everything was all copacetic, and it was all under a misunderstanding. Wow. And you never, like I said, you never know when it, life can change in a blink of an eye. And as a community, a misunderstanding from North side to south side, east side to west side. Yeah. It's very simple to be misunderstood, and now we have a whole uproar. Um, one thing that I personally have a mission for Jacksonville is to try to change the, that idea of this being a cloud over Jacksonville. And this is like they, they say Jacksonville is one is the number one like number one problem in the United States, and I'm just like this is it can't be Duval. Like I, I grew up in around this area in Tallahassee. My dad played professional football. He played for the Jaguars. So right. it's just like looking at it. I'm just like it. Just I can't. I can't fathom. Like the community is that. And the way they speak down have. on themselves. Um, when I'm talking to people, like dealing with artists or you know trying to put things together, they they're really hard on themselves as far as like oh, we not going. You know that's not gonna work. You know people don't. Do it. And I'm like so change it. Right, Everybody's right, talking right. about change. You so make much. Your own yes. Mm -hmm. So I'm like you know what so. It's not that I'm trying to prove a point. It's like it can be done. You know, change your mindset, change the way you're thinking. Like, sheesh. Right. Yeah. What's going on? Yeah. Somebody gotta lead the pack, so Yeah. You know. And we gonna lead the pack. <laughs> we gonna somebody lead the pack. But yeah, somebody 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 has to lead the pack and somebody has to want to be the change. Um, I know for a fact that Evolution wouldn't be evolution if we did the same thing every day. Right. Somebody got to want to be, I think, outside the box and say, hey, instead of going and clocking in every day, I'm going to be my own manager, my own supervisor, yeah, right. my, own, right. uh, my own business owner. Like, mm. there has to be, when, she, when I tell you one of the most eye-awakening things 
And the hardest things for me to ever have done was to switch over the mindset from 9 to 5 to 24-7. Look, I have to switch right. it when I go to work, from working right. to yourself, and then yeah. I go to work. I'm like, your mom yeah. tell you to do something, and I'm like, well, you, oh, now you're almost somebody clock, you know? Right. Even, even if, you, even if and I'm not knocking a 9 to 5, but even if you have a 9 to 5, have that 9 to 5 with the intention of, I want to be something, somewhere at right. some point in time. Because, I mean, I, I don't I, I don't despise the McDonald's worker, but I, I, I would really love to see a McDonald's worker go and take what they've got from that job and make it into something else. Right. Like, me personally, I wouldn't I wouldn't work at a job unless I know for sure that job is going to benefit me and my dream. And that's why I work. I'm like, so, I'm, yeah. invest, I'm working to invest in myself. Like, I wouldn't right. be able to do a lot of things if I didn't have my 9 to 5. Yeah. You know? And then you that's have to make sure your supervisor's got to support you. Yeah. Sometimes you got to call out of work. Oh, yeah. So, it, that's, to me, yeah. I feel like once you build that relationship with your job and you know for sure that that job is a perfect fit for your vision, that is perfect. Like, I've worked at Pizza Hut at the, in Arizona High School. I worked at Pizza Hut because I know I'm going to get them some money. Yeah, <laughs> money. Money. Right. 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 money. I can take it, I can take it to the studio right. and I can record a song. Uh-huh. When I when I graduated high school, I, I worked at um, Waffle House. I sold 5,000 copies of my CD from Waffle House. What? And it, this was all in between cooking and, and selling. Every time a customer walked in, though, I, I was, and I, I got the sales process and I changed it from, do you listen to music? And it went, that's the closing question because you can say no, quick, right? No. <laughs> of course, we know uh, everybody listens to music, but my mindset was, I know you listen to music, so ain't no way in hell you're going to tell me you don't listen to music. So let me figure out <laughs> how can I get you <laughs> yeah, to tell me the truth. So I, I, looked at, I looked at my outside and my inside, and I talked to myself, I said, I, I know I'm black. I know I got dreads, I may be intimidated, and so the first thing that they're going to say, if they're not the same, they don't look like me, they're going to say, I don't listen to music, or I'm going to look at you and say, I listen to country music, or I listen to techno music, or I live in, I, whatever you tell me that you listen to, that is fine, because what I did was I was so mentally processed and so mentally ready for it, that I went and made a CD with every genre on it, so if you would say, I do listen to house music, I got a house song number 17, <laughs> 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 I listen to country music, my first radio song was a country song called Bye Bye. And oh, it, was, uh, wow. it, it started in uh, Valdosta, Georgia. Shout out to them in 96.7. My bad. I hope nobody's going to kill me. But uh, yeah, Valdosta, Georgia was the first uh, radio station that I got on. And it, to me, once I did that in that city, I just felt like I, I, I done conquered everything here. And I went from that and I moved to Orlando. And from Orlando, we just we kept going. Like I, It's been plenty of times that I, I thought that this was not what I wanted to do. And I... I prayed to make sure that, you know, this is what this I want to do because a lot of times we right. do stuff and it's not what God wants us to do. I know it's, it's so, every time you stop and it keeps coming back, that yeah. means you're supposed to Listen, be right. Listen, that's what I tell you. Like, God, he wouldn't put you around it mm-hmm. if it wasn't meant for you. Why would he, why would he dangle, dangle the money in front of your face like the commercial, the progressive commercial? <laughs> he ain't going to do that to you. Right. He ain't going to put you in a room with greatness and tell you that the greatness ain't meant for you. Right. So if you have to hone in on your greatness and what's your avenue, like I knew for a fact that if, they gonna tell me no. I'm gonna figure out how you gonna. Yeah. You got to depend on me. Yes. Yeah. You got to depend on me at some point because I'm gonna figure out how you gonna have to depend on me. So we you, just had you um, the other day. We just had a networking event, and one of the models that was there said, you know, if a brand reaches out to you and they don't have people, because because the conversation was on diversity and inclusion, so they said, you know, if you don't have people that look like you that are already working for that brand, what do you do? And you need to be the you know the trailblazer in that in that opportunity you need to make that opportunity for the people that look like you i i'm a plus size model i started as a size 18 in this industry you know that was not really heard of you know in in 2013 and 2014 so i helped launch um rainbow clothing their whole plus size line 
back in 2013. Wow. So they didn't even have plus size then. So to take something that you have and that is so unique and so different and being able to just hone in on it and understand what you can do for other people to also help them and bring them into it and bring them up and uplift them, um, I think is really the most powerful thing. And I think, you know, ultimately that's what our businesses and our ultimate goal is and mission is, you know, to kind of say, hey, we're for all creatives. We love everyone no matter what. And we want to help you on a platform that is for everyone. Wow. That's, that's deep. All right, you guys. So I thank you guys for coming through and chatting with us right here in the gym, Power 904 and on our radar. It's all three brands that we will be working and pushing on. We're working a lot, too, up here. <laughs> all right, all right. So I'm here with Candice and that's Dre Ben Franklin. King of R&B and the Cash Cow, by the way, is out right now. It came out in September. If you ain't got that or you ain't listening to that, y'all need to listen to that because I, I, I represent Florida. So yeah, I've been all across this good old country of mine. And y'all need to know, make sure they know that I come from Florida. And I'm the Cash Cow. And my name is Draymond Frank. And uh, yeah. And I, where can they find you at, Dre? I'm everywhere. Spotify, uh, Apple Music. Um, what else you listen to? YouTube, Pandora. Everything, uh, all the things, yeah. right? Instagram, <laughs> uh, you can follow us, CDCD Productions. Uh, you can find our website, CDCD Productions. Also, Lux Style Magazine, luxstylemagazine.com. And then my personal Instagram is Candy MMs, C A N D I underscore M under the word and underscore MS. And, and by the way, we, we do a little bit of, um, of co managing and, and help curate some of our most popular artists and most popular. Um, Actors and actresses mm -hmm. of, that are on TV and models of this mm -hmm. of this era. So I'm I'm real proud to be able to say that I, we we've helped build the portfolios of a lot of people. And like we help with castings and all that stuff. And that's so what it's, all it's about. yeah, right. it's a, it's amazing to sit back and see where we started and where we are now and be like, oh yeah, I, I know him. Like and look at the city girl, city coming that, That's my friend. You know, at, you know yeah. what I mean? So it's a lot of things we don't accomplish that. Like, we got friends with a million followers. I got friends with zero followers. Yeah. And and it's just it's about. Everybody's the same. I don't go to the couple Beyonce, Michelle, Kelly. I ain't worried about nobody. You know what I mean? Like right. we're all the same to me. So I've always felt as if God wouldn't put. Like I said, I'm gonna, gonna reiterate this one more time. God wouldn't put you in a situation if He didn't think it was for you. I may say popping R and B, and it may not be the kind that you listen to because it's a little nasty. However, I still know what I'm supposed to be doing. So, <laughs> so you just gotta, you gotta oh, make sure you you, you, you walk in walk in your life. Like, I mean, no matter what somebody tells you, no matter how it feels, like. Somebody ain't gonna like you, so we already know that. Compartmentalize and keep going. You, you something, something is gonna always go wrong. Compartmentalize. Just pre be prepared for mistakes. Nothing's ever gonna be perfect. Every music video I done shot, I done always had to do figure out something on, on the spot because that was like such and such and show up. This ain't happening. <laughs> venue. Or it's all. It's a lot of moving parts in this, and if you're not prepared to have multiple things going on at one time, this may not be for you. Oh yeah. You might have to do the nine to five minutes. Just make sure you find a 95 that fits you, because everybody can't do this. So, it, but there ain't nothing wrong with that. But I, I just, I, I digress, but I, it's it's for everybody. So it, that's never let anybody just tell you that you can't do this. And I, I've, I've been there, I've done that. I've, I've worked with the, the greatest. I've been in the room rubbing the shoulders with the biggest. And and I'm still just as humble as ever. Like, I, I've been, I've, I've, we had Queen Hajj on the top of our magazine 
in December from the Soul Train Awards. This is and then we came back and we met her at the concert when she came in. Wow. Yeah. She signed it, she signed the magazine. Like it was it was like an experience. It's, it's a full circle moment. Yeah. Sometimes when like like you said in the, before, like where you see where you have started and then where you come back around, you right. know, and see where your accomplishments have gotten you or see the kind of things that you're doing or who you're in the room with. Right. Um, you know, especially like like at the B E T awards. I mean yeah. we I, We've seen some of the best of the best in the business. So I would, I would have never imagined that I went to the BET Awards and I met Toby in a big way. And in fact, those some of the most influential. To me, that's one of the most influential right. black people that we have of our era. Where they're just they're just in your face and it's just raw and it's great and it's, and it's entertaining. I didn't. I, I met them at the awards. I met their whole family backstage. And then two months later, I met them on a set of HBO rap shit. In the audience, they were like, Yo, we got a special guest. <laughs> don't say nothing, but uh, we're not going to tell you who it is. I'm just like, Who's the special guest? It's my friend. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's, it's dope. Like, so, I mean, you just don't get discouraged. Keep, keep steadfast and make sure you surround yourself with people that understand the mission that you are the bag and then not to fumble it. You heard it here first, right here in the deal with your girl Nala. Stay tuned. Girl Nala, and we're wrapping it up here at the casting call with RDB once again. I am sitting here with my friend Jody. Jody, tell us a little bit about you, what you do. Uh, a little bit about me. Um, I'm based out of Orlando. I'm an aspiring model actor. Uh, I, um, I own a barbershop. In Orlando, it's called Legends of Orlando Barbershop. It's uh, located, yes, Legends. I am a legend of Orlando. My clients, I consider them legends, and I appreciate all of my clients. Thank you for coming out. Um, 2155 West Colonial Drive. Hey, well, we are in Orlando. Come through, get the foot Come through, you know. Okay. So love. you said you are a inspirational model and actor. Yes, yes, I. Um, so explain that. I um, got introduced to modeling uh, by. Uh, someone and they asked me what I do and I did it at uh, Dream City and I had an opportunity to do work with uh, Miss Queen Janine and um, she was very inspirational yes and she inspired me I introduced her to my wife my beautiful wife and my daughter she's a, a model as well and Queen Janine has been training my daughter and I've been learning and um, um, I was uh, casted into a movie Recently called Rum Jungle. Oh, yes. I've seen that. Yes, Rum Jungle. Yeah, we're about I, to. Well, uh, I've seen the, the promo. They did right. a mini promo. Right, okay, right. okay. Uh, we did a pilot uh, trailer. Actually. Yes, I've seen that. Yes. On Queen Janine's Yes, I'm very excited about that. Yes, yes. yes. okay, okay. So, so uh, how is that going? It's going great. We actually finished up the, uh, the, uh, the model of it and we're going to pitch it to uh, Netflix and such. Um, we had a cast viewing of it last week. We're going to do our second cast viewing for those who didn't see it. But it's pretty good. We're going to do our IMP uh, model page to put it up to continue to promote it. But it's going well. Uh, shout out to Christopher Pinellas. Shout out to Maker Films. You know, they, they do a lot. Um, actually, right now, we're working on a podcast as well. Okay. Congratulations to your podcast. Thank okay. you for having me on. And uh, pretty much that's it. Okay, okay. So, um, with that, what has been the biggest obstacle as you, especially being a father, you have a model daughter, right? you're in the acting, and you've been inspired by some of these models. What has been the biggest obstacle for you going through this career? 
Oh man, honestly, to be honest, the biggest obstacle has been myself. Mm-hmm. You know, it takes a lot of uh, confidence, you know, to kind of do a lot of stuff as far as being in front of the camera and dealing with the perception. Because a lot of times when people see you in front of the camera, they see you as arrogant or trying to be vain, but it's not that at all. It's actually a, an art, right. an expression. And me realizing that and kind of honing in on the craft, because when I first started, you know how you think you just walk out there and do it. It's easy. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm this, I'm that. You know, yeah. people know me. And it was more to it than that. It's actually a craft. And um, it's work. It's, it's a sport. You have to be kind of like muscle memory, as a lot entails. So, you know, I like it. Um, and uh, the hardest part has been kind of myself, humbling myself, staying humble, mm-hmm. and actually learning it. And it's kind of it's kind of hard work, but it's becoming fun. Right. The results. You know, so being you sit here. back and look at it, you're like, oh, Absolutely. look at, look at yeah. my work. I get it. Okay, so I'm glad that you said that one of your biz- biggest obstacles was yourself. We here at Knowledge Zen and Power 904 has been focusing on mental health the last couple months. Mm-hmm. Mental health is not just one time a month. That's mm-hmm. the only time people feel like that's the need to talk about it. We're starting a trend where we're talking about it every single day because people don't think that, you know, inside mental health is serious. If I don't see it physically, then you think you're good. Or, you know, if you is struggling with something, you're crazy. So how do you feel about mental health? Well, again, you know, it's funny you say that because it's a stigma over over mental health. I've been battling mental health all my life. And um, sometimes, you know, as as a grown man, you know, I get emotional because a lot of times you face certain things that you think about and then you face your realities physically and when they meet together, you kind of feel like you could do more and then you put yourself in that position because you want to do more, maybe you can at a time and so it's a mental battle. And so it's real and a lot of times for me personally, it comes from facing a lot of probably childhood mm-hmm. stuff that you don't yeah. think that that's still there. But uh, I took a class actually, an acting class and uh, shout out to Macaulay uh, Acting School at Winter Park. Um, Jim, he's a great teacher. Uh, Debbie, Lisa, and we talked, we did a lot of vulnerability uh, exercises. (laughs) And, and, you know, and, you know, and when we take these classes, a lot of confidentiality involved. And you never know who can be a good friend of you, a stranger that you open up to, because a lot of times your your inner circle, they don't understand. They kind of open up and then they look at you a certain way as to where someone who doesn't actually know you, quote unquote, gets to know the pure you without masking and they actually treat you non-biased. And so I've noticed that those vulnerability things kind of helped me. You know, I was skeptical about doing it, but kind of just speaking about things in front of people that don't know me. Right. That's not gonna really give me feedback, but I'm just kind of releasing it. It did a lot for me. It helped me with my modeling. It helped me with my confidence. Okay. Yeah, because a lot of times, most of the stuff you worry about is person around the corner. You know, yeah, boy. It's not even that serious. It ain't even that serious. So, yeah. But yeah, mental health is a real thing, and I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, and that's one of the reasons I started my podcast, um, just to share a story about myself. Um, mental health was real big with me growing up. I didn't realize it was mental health back then, but I lost my dad at a, at a young age. And, you know, I'm the only child, a military brat. So my dad instilled to me the values of life, and my mom would try to cover it up with financial 
things like if I got you this it's gonna be okay if I did this I bought you this it's okay so I never really even got to deal with his death like I didn't I was too young to understand so I didn't really cry at the time but as I got older I always wonder why my daddy's not here or you know so that affected me a lot with dealing with people I was angry all the time um I was the only black cheerleader I also dealt with that mentally so dealing with white versus black and that's you know, very traumatizing. Feeling yeah. like I don't feel like I'm better than y'all, but yeah. this is what I do type thing, you know. Yeah. So I had to deal with that all through high school. So when I graduated, it was me trying to find myself. And I really could never find myself because I was always trying to make my mom happy. So I went to school, tried to be a doctor, um, in a surgical tech. That didn't work. My internship, I just walked completely out and was like, this is not what I want to do. You know, and um, I went home, I cried for the first time ever in my life. And I called one of my friends up and he was like, Nala, you got potential, like, you need to be talking to people. And I'm like, I don't wanna talk to no people, like, you know. And he's like, yes, you do. So I started my first podcast. It didn't start out right for me, so I stopped. Then I started back and once I found out that I was talking more about my life and sharing it, I was feeling more free. And um, being myself, I didn't have to put up a facade. I don't, I don't have to pretend to right. be a AB student. I, I am. That's right. what I am. I don't have to pretend it. That's who you are. So that's what made me where I'm at today. And that's why I was here to talk to you guys. Inspirational. Yes, yes. So that's my motivation, to just to hear y'all's stories and what, like, I know it can be done. I know that I, it. It's motivation. Well, I feel like it's a magnet because your energy, I'm drawn into you because we share similar stories. Right. You know, and it's it's crazy because Michael Jackson had a song, You're Not Alone. And so right. a lot of times you think you're alone like I did. And so right. to hear these stories, it kind of opened me up. I wasn't just confined to those people who sort of knew me. I got to please the basketball coach. I got to right. please my teammates. I can do this. You can be that. You know, and I, it was more to me than those things that was, you know, in front of me, social. Right. And then the trauma of your parents, finding out your parents, then the racial trauma. Right. It was a lot, you know, and then you get older, you know, I'm not no young man, like I used to be, I'm getting a little older, I'm still a young man, right. but you grown. And so people look at you like, oh, you still going through those type of things. Yes. And so it's, it's a lot. And so as I meet different people like yourself, I get more comfortable in my own space. I kind of confine myself. That's why I said, the hardest part was me versus yeah. me yeah, and how I'm going to be with other people because a lot of times, even though I love my neighborhood, I love the people in my neighborhood, they think they know you, you know, don't know. You, know you really don't know me. So now I'm living up to whatever you think you know about me and it's right. just too, it was too much. Right. So I kind of got away and not to linger on, but I went outside of the box and I started working at places like Sport Clips, Great Clips, more so let's just say diverse white people. Right. So I was able to be outside of the hood and be around different people and realize that we all share the same problems. The same problem. Yeah, no matter your race. So it's just, I'm just happy to meet you. Yeah. And your energy is magnetic. I'm glad you and I'm comfortable with you. <laughs> Thank you. That's good. Yeah. So tell us a little bit. It's, well, no, you already did that. So tell us if you can leave us with three things today. Mm -hmm. Three things of motivation. What would it be? Three things of motivation would be. First of all, is I'm, I'm big on uh, spirituality, okay? Whatever you believe in, just believe in it. Even if it's yourself, you know, 
I'm not gonna drop all the different religions, but I am a believer. Okay, I know that blood has been shed for me, and it's been evidence for me. So that's number one, spirituality first. Number two is take a chance. You know, trust yourself. Trust yourself a little bit because I, as a barber, I had the talent to cut hair. Even with that, I never really trusted myself enough to dive in. And I was kind of forced into it through competitive natures. And I was like, that was the wrong reason, but I got to show these cats they're not better than me and all this kind of stuff. So just trust yourself, believe in yourself. And that's number two. And number three, which is number one, because God first, family. You know, if you have a family, whatever your family values are, whatever your situation is, just have a neighborly heart of others. Because you never know what someone else is going through. Right. You know, you just never know. Just say hello. Right. You know, just say how you doing. You just never know what a simple smile or how you doing can do. So people say I'm too friendly. I can get beast mode. Yes. But, hey, how y'all doing? You right. I, mean? I work in a hotel <laughs> as well. So, you know, coming in, I see people going through so much. But, you know, the feedback they give after leaving the hotel, my bosses them are always, you know, patting me on the back. I don't see it as a big pat on the back because it's who I am. But they're like, your smile is everything right. to these people. And I'm just like. And I want people to remember, friendly isn't flirting. Right. Okay, let's let women, if I'm friendly to you, hey, how you doing? You look nice today. Hello, beautiful. All of those things. Take it as what it is. It's not flirty. Right. It's life. It's life. Life is beautiful. And you're not used to getting those compliments, yes. so that's why people get offended. Yes, so I get it. I get it. Okay, so tell us where we can find you at. We want to follow you. Uh, well, you can IG me at uh, Breeze32805, and then on, on um that's IG on Facebook. I'm um, Jody Breeze. Okay. 32805. All right. Yeah. Well, you heard it here first. Right hand is here with your girl Nala. Be looking out. Make sure you go follow. Oh, yeah. Guess what? I'm a hugger. Oh. <laughs> I'm a hugger, y'all. I'm a hugger. That's what's up. All right. All right. All right. Thank you. Holla. All right. <laughs> Thank you. All right. That was cool. Yeah. All right. Thank you. This is your girl Nala, and we're in the den on our second half of the casting call with RDB. I'm sitting here right with Miss KJ. KJ. KJ, I got it right. All right, Miss KJ, tell me a little bit about yourself and what you do. Oh, okay. Well, hey, everybody. My name is KJ. I am a fashion designer and the owner of Island Couture, which is my clothing brand. So, yeah, that's what I do. I'm an entrepreneur, but, I mean, mainly my main business is my uh, clothing brand, Island Couture. So Alan Couture, where did that start from and how long have you been doing it? Ooh, okay, so it started uh, when I was in the military. I actually served in the military a few years back. I did 10 years in service. Um, and while I was serving, I did realize that it was something that I didn't want to do for the rest of my life. Um, the most high had other plans for me. So instead of me retiring at 20, I separated that 10 years and then began pursuing uh, my career in fashion design. Uh, Isla Couture is a God-given name that actually came from the Most High, and it means I shall live and not die um, as an acronym. And then the Couture, of course, is custom-made apparel. So my brand is about custom-made apparel, specializing special events, occasions, so prom, wedding, um, but we also do streetwear as well. So that's pretty much what Isla Couture is comprised of. Um, and 
yeah, that's kind of how it kind of came into fruition. Me getting out of the military and then just following my career. So I got a question. So how do we go from military to fashion? It's it's different. <laughs> I, honestly, it's, it's a very very different uh, avenue because it's a big career change from what I was doing. Fashion design, I mean, when I was in the military, I worked on aircraft and in aviation. So that's a big, like, big difference <laughs> yes. going to fashion. But fashion has always been something that's been in me. Um, I've always had a passion for fashion, enjoyed styling and design. Um, I didn't realize maybe until I got, like, older and in adult age that it was something that I wanted to take on full-time as a career. So how do you like it? I love fashion. I, I absolutely love designing. I love... The abilities to just create, create things come from my head and just bring them into life and other people love it too and they want to wear it. So I'm, I'm grateful for that every day. That's always good if they want to wear it. Oh yeah. <laughs> so what's the big, biggest obstacle as a fashion designer for you? Ooh, I would say the biggest obstacle would be... consistency sometimes and the reason why I say that is because you know in this environment and the time that we're in it's kind of rough for any entrepreneur any business owner but fashion is a very fast industry fashion design is very fast it comes and it goes people can catch interest and lose interest real quick so just trying to stay relevant maintain that consistency with pushing out ideas pushing out uh, creations and stuff like that and just kind of staying with the times um especially with my side of fashion and what i do is more custom creations and stuff like that so when you have competitors out there like major fashion houses and fast fashion brands like sheen and all these places like (laughs) No fashion, no, like all these people, they pick up stuff so quick. Um, So it's just trying to stay relevant, stay in the times and create something that people will want to definitely cop and wear. So do you remember what your first design was? (laughs) A pillowcase? No, no, that's my first time actually sewing. Like my first project that I sewed was a pillowcase. But when I say my first design... I went to fashion school, so I was uh, in fashion school, and I think the first thing I designed where I was just like, yeah, and I put it on a model and saw it, and it was an actual corset. It was a, a, a nice brocade and jacquard metallic purple and black corset with like leather petals on it. I still have it to this day. Still in beautiful shape. A model actually just wore it maybe a few months ago. Yeah. Still looks intact. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Amazing for you to still have the first. I, just I said, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. Okay, okay. So tell us something about designers that people really don't know or understand. Uh, this this one, that's a great question because it's not one that designers get asked often. Um, kind of tell you, like, relaying back to what I said earlier about just competing against fast fashion brands. A lot of people have grown accustomed to ready-to-wear and things that you can just go pick up that's $5, $10, $15. And I think a lot of people don't understand when it comes to custom-made apparel or just, you know, exclusively designed items, the pricing is going to be... Uh, 
big difference from what you will get from a Forever 21 or like a big like mass production brand. And so I think that's uh, something that people have to understand when you're going with custom-made designers and getting something made from scratch versus going to the store to pick something up. Your pricing is going to be more expensive because you have a person that's literally building this and creating it from the ground up. You know? I'm glad you said so, that. Yeah, that's really I important. used to be one of those people. I used to it's be like, very important. My price so high. Like, you <laughs> oh, know, yeah. Especially if I knew them or work with them. They're like, yeah, you know, I can make you this. And I'm like, what's the price? And they give it to me. I'm like, oh, no, I'm not finna. But now, you know, you break it down and you put yeah. it that way. It changes the way you look at things. Like, that's yeah. their, these people way of living. Like, that's this is our way of living. But at the same time, would you ask Picasso, would you ask Picasso not to charge as much for his work that he put in his so it's the same thing with a designer who does custom made stuff you not we not going to the store to purchase pants and putting something on it we're making the pants so the fabric to get it the thread the needles every button all of that goes into play and it's worth it it it, it takes time because i got to get the materials but then i gotta make it so uh, i actually had a client she she said and she was just like you know what? I wouldn't even. I didn't even realize. Yes. Like, I'm showing you this dress that I want, and you sitting here explaining to me everything that you have to do to get it to that final product. I don't even be thinking about like the fact that you all. have to sit here and sew it. And yeah, so it's a lot of time, a lot of work that goes into custom made items. So if a customer can understand that, be all right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So my next question for you is, we are practicing or doing mental health until the March, month of May. And um, that's one of our big focuses here at Power 904 and in the day when Nala. A lot of people think that mental health is something like a, a big sickness or something you can see. A lot of people struggle with things that you don't see. How do you feel about mental health? Mental health is very important. Um, and I think that is something that needs to be discussed more, especially in our community. Um, a lot of us were brought up in like rough situations and we've been taught this horrible stigma that, you know what I'm saying, if you try to get help for mental or psychological issues, then you're weak or, or something like that. But that's not the case. Uh, your mental health is your wealth. And if you don't take care of it, it can take you out. Like I've seen it. And then me being prior military, being a veteran and seeing like certain things, I know it's highly important to take care of your mental health. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll share a story with you as well. I'm a military brat. My dad was mm -hmm. in the army, but um, he passed away. Growing up as a kid, um, I never was able to express how I felt about that. I never dealt with it. Even with the school, you know, sent me back to school like a week after his death, and I'm still dealing with this but I'm not talking to anybody. Mm -hmm. So I um, did sports, you know, I put all of that in sports, but after that, it's like when you graduate, what did you have mm -hmm. next? Like, what did I have next? So I turned to alcohol really, really bad. And people would be like, you crazy, you're an alcoholic, but not knowing, you know, just taking me out and I'm pouring my sorrows because nobody will understand, not even my mom, you know, would talk about it. She's like, you crazy, you need to get help. You know, I'm like, I'm not crazy. I need to talk to you or somebody. So, you know, being around people that supported it and, and building good friendships that, people, you know, other people that struggle with that is what helped me. Like, mm -hmm. it's okay to talk about it. Like, you're not crazy. Everybody struggles with it, you know. It's not something that, you know, it's just 
you know, physical mm-hmm. is inside as well. And I didn't realize how bad I was struggling with it. I was just like bottles and bottles yeah. of alcohol, mm-hmm. you know, and go to the club and just sit at the bar and just drink and drink mm-hmm. and not knowing that the things I needed to deal with was all I needed to do was just talk about it, Correct. you know, or cry because, mm-hmm. you know, I wasn't able to cry my dad military, you know, suck it up, uh-huh. you know, pick uh-huh. it up, get up, you know, so I always really wasn't able to cry, but once I released that, or went, I went to the beach and just released it all out, and I was like, wow, I feel so free. Yeah, that's, that's very important, and I'm <laughs> yeah. glad that you were able to come to a point where you found that peace, and like that mental help that you needed, or whatever that avenue was you needed to take to kind of help you get mentally sound, stable, and not rely so much on, you know, alcohol or anything. I still drink it, but not as much. Like, you have my like, yeah, I can control it now. And that's what I feel like I have more power now. Mm -hmm. And they say, don't, the alcohol, don't let alcohol control you. You control the alcohol. Correct. That's what I had to learn to do, and that was a big thing for me. That's wonderful. Yeah, so, okay, Miss KJ, so Mm -hmm. if you could leave us with three things today, what would it be and why would you tell us this? I like your questions. Uh, <laughs> you got good questions. If I could leave with three things today, it would be to follow your dreams. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to follow your dreams. Bet on yourself. Definitely bet on yourself if you got like an idea or something that's brewing in you. I don't care how many times you've seen somebody else do it. That creativity and whatever that gift is that's inside of you, the world still hasn't seen it yet. I don't care how many times you see it. Um, So definitely bet on yourself and take that chance to do that for yourself because it's very gratifying and it'll bring you peace and joy that you probably never even will get if you just keep it in. And the third... There's so many things I can say. Trust me. Trust me the most Continue to yes. keep your faith up. Um, we living in some crazy times right now, and it's a lot changing around us. So as long as you stay true to yourself, love on those who love on you, and be genuine about it, you're going to be all right. And the reason why I say those things is because that's what we need. You know, money come and go, all that stuff come and go, but as long as you can build a life, that you know you want it for yourself and then meet others along the way that's on the same time and on the same energy you want, you're going to be all right. I feel all right. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Ms. KJ, tell us where we can find you at if we want to look you up. For sure. Okay, you can find me at Island Couture House. It's my brand page. You know what I'm saying? If you want to check out the brand and check out my items, Island Couture House is my Instagram, or you can head over to the website, www.islandcouturehouse.com. And I'll just leave those two, because if you can find those two and get to me, you can find my personals, my Facebook, you can find everything else there. So, islandcouturehouse.com and Island Couture House on Instagram. Well, thank you, Miss KJ, for stopping through the den and with Power 904. Nope, we appreciate you, and I will be looking for you.
Okay, I'm gonna start talking. Um, and as someone who is just working to put um, personification of myself out into the world, because I didn't see it. So a lot of times I see myself in my models and like the, the photo shoots that I do, and I'm really just trying to put a feeling out there so other people can relate to me. Okay, okay. So you want to explain the first picture? Sure. This one, um, it's not really titled yet. I do have a lot of untitled stuff, but this is from my Day at Work series. Um, this one as well. So there. There. Yeah. There. Okay, so I just have a question because I still ain't seen it yet. So what's the point of the face being covered? Of the face? Thing? You know what? Most important question I feel like of my artistic career is like, why are you doing that? And it's because I do feel like, and it's interesting you say you're having a hard time getting it because I mean it's all good feedback, but. Sometimes when you blur out the model's face, you can kind of put your own emotions into it. And that's been, I think that's been a block for me because I've always wanted to make art. I never just wanted to be a photographer. And I, that's always just been a tool. That's always just been a tool for me. <laughs> okay. And um, when I started doing this, it was cathartic. It was like, you know what I'm saying? And I could just print another one. Like it wasn't like this one of one thing. I could just print another one because they were my photographs. So. Um, these are part of another study. Um, I did well three different versions of this with different colors. So um, yeah, and it's just more about like an explosive. Like you're taking a break, but then you have red as this bold, abrasive color, and it's going out of the frame. So wow. so how long have you been doing this? This specifically, or just just my thing? Your thing. <laughs> Your thing. My thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, since 2015, I that's when I decided to become a photographer. I was in the art scene a little bit as a model, just like here and there for some friends and like a very small brand, but I didn't like how I was being treated on set. There was like, you know, misogyny everywhere. I didn't like the way women's bodies were being portrayed by a lot of people that referred to me in Jacksonville. So I was just like, I said out there that I was too picky to be a model. Like it might've been on my path, but I was like, no, I want to control. I like, right. I want to do it. The set needs to look like this. The lighting should be like this. Why didn't you tell me to pose this right. way? So that photographer. <laughs> right, right. Okay. Okay. So what's the biggest obstacle of being a photographer? Um, there's like a realistic answer and then there's like an inside answer. Realistic answer is resources. Okay. It's very expensive. Um, like the equipment period is very expensive, um, but also getting quality, like it's expensive in time and also just like money, like, you know, bringing out studios and stuff like that. So that's always like a hurdle. Um, internally, I think it's, I get very, I put so much into every project that afterwards, I like don't even want to really look at my camera anymore. Like I need to, decompress from it and like sometimes it's like not the greatest business thing to do like you know what I'm saying so like being able to run the business side by side by being creative like as a business has been a big hurdle for me yeah. wow, wow. so what what's the longest you spent on project three years this project yeah <laughs> this is actually wow. just part one um Okay, oh, I love how that had a little bit of shame in it. Okay. <laughs> um, um, I forgot what my shameless plug was going to be. Oh, yeah, I just finished posting all of Day at Work Part 1 on the N Agency's Instagram. So you can view the actual photographs on my Instagram that haven't been painted over quite yet. And I'll be posting Parts 2 and 3 
um, in the next couple of weeks. But yeah, we probably gotta follow the whole project to make it make sense. Yeah, I guess you just, I just gotta, gotta hop on the train and stay tuned for the ride. Okay, okay, okay. okay. So if you could leave us with three things today, what would it be? Motivation. Okay. Well, the first thing is because I just heard this, so I'm gonna steal it from someone. Is you don't have to believe in yourself. You just have to do the work, and you have to let the results allow you to believe into yourself. Um, I thought so too. I was like, duh. <laughs> duh. Just do the work. So, and the other thing, and this is attached to this thing. I was watching like a TED talk, and um, what was attached to the speaker was like, you know, we we get these negative feedback loops like when shit doesn't go our way. Like, oh my god, I'm a terrible photographer. No one's working. Blah 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 blah. Just turn the feedback loop off. And then when you start succeeding again, turn it back on. And so, right. you know what I'm saying? So in the times where you're like in your learning curve era, turn the feedback loop off. Like whatever, this doesn't define me as an artist. Like this is just whatever. And then when you're in your zone, you're feeling yourself, turn the feedback loop on. Yes, I am wonderful. I am great. I like, I, I am, yeah. So I feel like that's two. I, that knocks out two. Whew. The third one is to start now. Another quote, the best time to have planted a tree was 10 years ago. The second best time is now. And it will never begin unless you unless you start. So so do you ever feel like it's too late to start? You know, people be, they say that a lot. Yeah. It's too late for me to start. Do you ever feel like it's too late? I do, and that's when I turn my feedback off. <laughs> okay. That's when I'm like, you know, like, because so much comes with age, right? So like, yeah, you might, when you're younger, you have more energy or whatever, but I had a lot of energy, I had no direction, none whatsoever. I'm a little bit wiser now, and I'm like not doing 20 plus shoots a year just to shoot, you know, just to like be like, just to validate myself. Now I commit myself to a three-year project. I started this in 2020 and finished it at the end of last year. So really, if I wanted to say it's almost a four-year project, because I still have to, I'm still doing this. And right. Editing and stuff like that. So, so you're kind of like me. I feel like less is more. Like yeah. The less, the more, less work I do and put more into what I'm doing, it comes out the way I want it. 100, not all the time, but I feel like that's what works for me. Like right. sometimes I'm like, I just want to do this. I got all these ideas and I started to slow down a little bit because I realized I was burning myself out. And then sometimes you don't execute the idea the way you want. Right. You just want to do so much all the time. It's just like, slow Can't down. Stay on one project. Slow down, yes. Around. Oh my gosh. Like that's why this is like, yeah, I know we don't know each other, but this is like a huge undertaking for me. And I did it on accident. It wasn't even supposed to be a three-year project, but I just kept doing the work, like kept setting up the shoots, kept moving forward. And it's like, oh, well, God, I guess I'm finished. And this took me three years. And it's like a toddler. It's like a little child. So I have one, well, not one last, but it's going to be close to the last question. What is your creative process like? Because it seems like you have a lot going on up there. So yeah. I do have a lot going on up here. It's crazy. It's it's crazy. I um I mentioned earlier that like lots of times I feel very burned out at the end. So I do have to put up guards for that. Like I have to take rest throughout the process and schedule rest too. Like I'm someone that would be like, okay, I'm gonna knock this out and then because I want to take advantage of the momentum. So then I'm gonna do this shoot and then I'm gonna be like, I can't do that anymore. And I could never actually, but um so my process is planning heavy and carving in rest, like literally this week. And then um, my process when we're doing it is crazy. It's crazy, but like I work with passionate people, and so I won't say crazy. It's passionate. It's like 
this is what we need to do. It's very, I have a very direct communication style. Um, so I tend to work with people who are also very direct and probably seen as abrasive with other people, but I need, because I have a very specific image in my head, and hopefully you sign on to get that image out, because that's the whole point of doing it. Right. Yeah. So we're focused, we're focused here at Power Nine Four and In The Gym with Nala um, on mental health. How do you feel about mental health? I feel like everyone should, I mean, I have a mood disorder. <laughs> if you couldn't tell. <laughs> if you couldn't tell. So, like, um, I feel like people need to explore it sooner so that life will be easier for them. I think a lot of people who do have mental health issues also deal with the stigmas that come with pursuing it and getting clarity on it. And especially, and then you, like, loop in being a woman, you loop in being black, you loop in being poor. There's just, like, a lot of things that make it hard to actually get the treatment and recognition so yeah i i i mean i don't want to make a blanket statement by saying i support it but like i think there needs to be a radical reformation and redefinition of how we look at mental health and the things that we can do to address it because it's not irregular it's not you know a lot of people have mood disorders and if they don't it's circumstantial and situational so like you might not be disabled now, but maybe later on down the line if something traumatic happens to you, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, yeah, I think that people should use more art to process their feelings, as you can probably see. Yeah, outlet. Yeah, and have an outlet and have a process to the outlet and it not be um, monetized, I think is a big thing. Like, it's okay to spend time, a lot of time doing something and not ever get any money back for it. Okay. So tell the people where we can find you at. You can find um, my agency at at n agency e n a g n c y like the weekend. He doesn't put the extra e in there. Like, <laughs> and then me personally, I post more of these projects. Um, whereas the agency posts more photography. So if you if you're interested in more of these, um, you can follow my personal artist Instagram at of Norell o f n o r r e l l e. Alright guys, you heard it here first, right here in the den with Nala. What's up you guys, this your girl Nala right here in the den, all the way from Georgia to Florida on Power 904. Yes, make sure you stay tuned in with us this year because we got so much new stuff coming in. Like I always tell y'all, <laughs> you don't want to miss this.